Hi, it's Dwyer, gamblersadvisory.com, a free site, bettingangle.us, a free site. Remember, the opinion you should follow should be your own. Just consider this video to be a second opinion from a complete stranger online. Now, we're going to play troublemaker here, right? We're just going to talk about a hypothetical fight. We understand, at least I hope we understand, that the politics of boxing really isn't amenable to having this fight happen anytime soon, right? But I need for people to understand that some of us believe in momentum, right? Do you pick the right time or does the right time pick you, right? Folks, the lightweight division, 135 pounds, thanks to a bunch of things, right? One of them being the quality of the fighters who just fought. Another thing being the cowardice of the heavyweight division, right? Tyson Fury taking too long to sign on the dotted line to fight Alexander Usyk, right? Let's face it, there's a lull in boxing right now. We, the fans, know the fights we want to see. And yet... Right? Fury, Usyk hasn't been signed. Crawford, Spence hasn't been signed. We're waiting around wondering, gee, is Bevel going to fight Baturbiev next? Or, you know, where exactly does Canelo fit in? And Canelo's fighting John Ryder. Not really a fight that there was a lot of clamor for. So the other divisions, let's be clear here, have left an opening. And it's an opening that 1.2 million people walk through to buy the pay-per-view for the lightweight fight. Now, I've heard many of you say, hey, Gervonta Davis didn't generate 1 million plus pay-per-view in the fight before this one. Folks, well, he has now. Ryan Garcia has now. Right? People now are looking at that 135 division and they're saying, wow, there's some other names here. You mean to tell me there's an undisputed champion, Devin Haney? Right? I'm telling you that Devin Haney-Loma fight is much better than advertised. It's much better than the point spread being offered by the casino. I'm guessing many more of you are going to watch that fight in part because of the 1.2 million pay-per-view buys from the Davis-Garcia fight. Well, let's pick a name at 135 that would give Davis all he could handle. Shakur Stevenson. Right? Is that a big enough name for you? Clarissa Shields the other day was talking about fighters, and she said Shakur Stevenson might be, her words, the perfect fighter. Perfect. Now, I'm sure Shakur has a lot of plans. He's been calling out a guy he sparred with, Devin Haney. He's saying, hey, Devin, I'm, I'm ready. What's the hesitation? When you take care of Loma, pick up the phone and call me. Right? Understand, Shakur is ready for the top rung at 135. Now, all I can say is, isn't the top rung financially 
at 135, a guy named Gervonta Davis. What happens if the two of them meet? Davis coming off one of his best wins, right? Knocks down Ryan Garcia off a pinpoint. Straight left up top. Then a few rounds later, goes to the body, right? The punch is really a, we'll call it a straight hook, if you can. But hits Garcia to the body, and of course, Garcia couldn't recover, right? Both of the knockdowns with left hands. Shakur Stevenson left-handed. Presents a different dynamic. So Shakur might have plans. His dance card might be full. We understand Al Heyman, top rank, they might not quite get along as well as you'd hope, right? We might understand by reputation, Al Heyman risk averse when his fighters are fighting fighters outside of the stable, right? Risk averse, we get that, right? But here's what I want people to think about. And it's interesting, because I didn't feel this way until I actually saw how good, and he looked good, Gervonta Davis looked when he fought Ryan Garcia, right? But there was something that really stood out to me. So, being a troublemaker, let's talk about who would win this fight. I would expect Gervonta Davis to be the favorite, right, folks? He just stopped. Ryan Garcia, he's unbeaten. He hits harder than Shakur Stevenson. I would expect him to dictate the terms financially, just like he did with Ryan Garcia. Right? I would expect him to get what he wants in the contract. Right? I'm not sure if he would need a rehydration clause here, but whatever they negotiate, I'm guessing it would be slanted toward him. But I would expect Shakur Stevenson to win the fight. And the reason why is a bit clunky. Let's blend sports here for a moment. I want you to think about the NFL. Let's pretend that you are a defensive coordinator, right? You're trying to stop a quarterback who has had his moments in the game. Now, you understand, there's some quarterbacks who have problems dealing with the blitz. Mac Jones, look up the numbers. Kirk Cousins. This might shock people. The guy who just signed a big contract, Jalen Hurts. They have problems with blitzes. So, you're the defensive coordinator. You're going to blitz those guys. You're going to do what Ryan Garcia just did against Tank. You're going to be on your front foot. You're going to be crashing the pocket. You're going to be forcing the other guy to deal with pressure. Right? As they tell you, pressure busts pipes. Right, that was something that Darrell Rivas used to talk about, the now Hall of Fame Jet DB. But you're going to pressure a guy who can't handle the blitz. But what about the reverse? 
Aren't there times when being front foot heavy hurts you? Lamar Jackson kills the blitz. In other words, whatever Lamar Jackson is doing against you, if you want to stop him, you don't blitz him. Right? You can have great defensive ends. You're going to say, no, no, player. Don't blitz him. We want you hovering around the line of scrimmage, not blitzing him. Another guy who kills blitzers, look at the numbers. Pat Mahomes. Right? Pat is carving up your secondary. If you're a defensive coordinator going by the numbers, you're telling your linemen. And KC had a great pass rush, right? But you're telling guys on your defensive front not to blitz this man, right? Because when you blitz, Pat, he kills you. When you blitz, as they know in Cincinnati, Joe Burrow, he kills you, right, folks? Ryan Garcia tried to blitz Gervonta Davis. That's what Gervonta Davis needs. Right? Understand, if you come after Gervonta Davis, right? If you're trying to flush him out of the pocket, go after him. He doesn't have to worry about the tempo of the fight. The fights come to him. The fight has shown up on his front porch and knocked on his front door. That's him at his best. Right, so think about that first knockdown, right? Ryan Garcia is coming forward. He's throwing big left hooks. Gervonta Davis ducks under it, times it, has a clear shot on Ryan Garcia. Now, would he have a clear shot? on Shakur Stevenson. Would Stevenson even blitz him? Understand the skill set. Stevenson can actually box you from the outside. Right, figuratively speaking, a Stevenson would be able to deal with a Pat Mahomes because Stevenson wouldn't be trying to sack the quarterback. Stevenson would let the game come to him. He would force Gervonta Davis to lead the dance. Right now, is Davis at his best when you hand him the keys to the car and say, hey, player, you set the tempo. You lead. Right, I'll be beta. I'm out here with hand speed, with accuracy. I'm throwing jabs. I'm setting up very short, straight left hands. Right, you can lead. You can crash the pocket. I'll react to you. Isn't that what Zhili Zhang did against Joe Joyce? Who crashes pockets isn't on his back foot enough. Let's talk about Gervonta Davis's ability to 
be the lead in the dance. Right? I keep mentioning this fight because it's a major fight. Mario Barrios against Gervonta Davis. Floyd Mayweather is ringside. Right? Gervonta Davis, very skilled. But that fight got away from him, didn't it? Davis somehow was in a space where he wasn't pursuing Mario Barrios. He wasn't pushing the issue. Right, suddenly, we were already in the middle of the fight. Right, Floyd Mayweather, who knows Gervonta Davis, has a big punch, felt a need to talk to his fighter because the pacing of the fight got away from him. Right now, to boxing, just in general. Right? Are you certain that Stevenson, who just fought a guy who was front foot heavy against him and who conceded the pocket to him and who took over the fight, drops the guy, drops him on a very short left hand. In other words, Stevenson backing up, letting his boxing skills show themselves, drops the opponent, who was more aggressive, who had big wins on his resume. The opponent gets up, and then Stevenson starts throwing hooks, starts slicing up the guy, who was too front foot heavy. I want you to look at that last Stevenson fight. Ref stopped it a little early. Stevenson gets the stoppage. But I want you to look at that last Stevenson fight and ask yourself the question. Could he do that to Gervonta Davis? Let's ask a bigger question. Would he have to do that to Gervonta Davis to win the fight? Couldn't Stevenson, on his back on his back foot, not blitzing Gervonta Davis, couldn't Stevenson bank the rounds? Let me just say, sometimes boxing needs irate, troublemaking fans to say, are you going to let this opportunity pass? We know the names at 135. Folks, there's some magnificent names at 135. Right? Understand what Gervonta Davis has just done. He's made this division a bank vault. Right? People are going to be watching Davis's next move. Now, I know there are many people out there who are saying, oh, Davis could sell out an arena fighting a no-name. Right? Why would he want to fight a no-name when he has all this momentum behind him? When you've just had 1.2 million pay-per-view customers, as well as a great live gate, why wouldn't your next fight be against the fighters viewed as the best in the division? Now, Gervonta Davis has said, look, sooner or later, 
I would land on Shakur Stevenson. Right? The question is, when would that happen? Because understand, it makes a difference. Does he think that unlike everyone Stevenson has fought, he would be different and he would land a big shot on Shakur Stevenson? How's he going to keep up with Stevenson's legs and movement? But if he thinks he's going to land a big shot on Stevenson in the first three rounds and take away that legs and movement by making Stevenson woozy, okay, then he's on top. Or is he hoping for a Mario Barrios setup where he asserts himself several rounds into the fight and then is able to land on one of boxing's most elusive, accurate punchers? Look at St Stevenson's accuracy, folks. It's off the page. Understand, if you wait until round seven or round eight to land on Shakur Stevenson, you might be down six rounds. I'm not kidding. Right? If you're down six rounds, even if you landed a bomb on Stevenson, Stevenson would have an incentive to get off the canvas because he would realize that if he cleared his head and could just stay away from you, he might win the decision. The betting side of the play, and this will be controversial, I want to hear from you, the public, in the comment section of this video because I know we don't have a consensus on this. But from my seat here, I'm expecting Gervonta Davis, if the powers that be can get together to make the fight happen, I'm expecting Gervonta Davis to be the favorite in the fight. And that would make Shakur Stevenson, who I think wins the fight, the betting side of the play. Right? I like Stevenson over Gervonta Davis. Right? Let me say this, too. To make the fight happen, if Gervonta Davis were to say, hey, I want a rematch clause, give it to him. Why not? The first fight's going to be a financial bonanza, right? I'm guessing over a million people would watch the fight. By the way, the way they set up Davis Garcia was innovative because the fight showed up on both Showtime and The Zone. Don't get me wrong. You had to take out your wallet and pay for the fight. But if you were a The Zone person... You got to watch it on the zone. If you were a Showtime person, you got to watch it on Showtime. You didn't have to program in some new station into your TV. Right? Well, here you have Top Rank's pay per view arm. You have Al Heyman's pay per view arm. They could both show the fight. If Stevenson were to give Davis a rematch clause, Right? I believe that's more bear for Stevenson because understand some of these fights are structural. If Gravante Davis comes out and actually has to find Stevenson, right? Find Stevenson as Stevenson is hitting him with shots. 
as opposed to the Ryan Garcia fight where, guess what? Ryan wanted a knockout. Guess what? As Gervonta Davis walked to the middle of the ring, Ryan Garcia was there to meet him. Right, folks? Gervonta Davis does well when he's blitzed. This is not that different than NFL football. Right? He does well when he's blitzed. He's Pat Mahomes. But if you drop back in coverage, right, if you force him to actually come forward, find you, get through your boxing construct, determine the pacing of the fight. And I'm aware of the fact that there are some. Gervonta Davis fights where he goes over, finds the guy over by the ropes, finishes the guy. I know there are fights like that. I'm guessing that if he comes out and he tries to come after Shakur Stevenson, he'll find out in short order why Shakur Stevenson is Shakur Stevenson. Right? The hand speed coupled with power. Stevenson can badly hurt you if you crash the pocket on him. You disrespect Stevenson, Stevenson makes you pay. Lord knows we've seen guys who look like they're movers, then the other guy stops chasing them. Right? How many guys said Noma against Loma? Right? Punchers just got tired of Lomachenko, you know, moving in, hitting them with shots, moving away. You know, guys just said, hey, that's it. I've had enough. I don't care if I have a big punch. I can't handle the tempo. I can't set the tempo. I can't maintain the tempo against this man. Right? By the way, I'm expecting Devin Haney to find that out. Well, let me just say, I know the division has some well-made plans. Right? The world's different now. I'm guessing they would have been happy if they got 400,000 pay-per-view buys. You got triple that. Right? The heavyweights are absurd. Right? People realize they can't sit around and wait for Anthony Joshua to figure out who he is right now. To figure out how to work with Derek James. They can't sit around for that. We understand something's going on with Tyson Fury. Right? Tyson Fury talked about, you know, fighting Usyk the end of April. Guess what? There was a market, wasn't there? The lightweights grabbed it got 1.2 million pay-per-view buys right it's about to be may and we still don't know what's happening in the fall in the heavyweight division right so in this world of uncertainty of guys dodging other guys i think Usyk's probably puzzled as to why he can't fight fury understand <laughs> fury's kept this waiting so long you have a whole new group of guys right jili zhang who wants a shot on Tyson Fury. Right? In that world, Davis, Shakur Stevenson, I believe, nets you at least a million pay-per-view buys. Not only that, it nets you a community. Frank Martin would show up at ringside, I'm sure, to watch that fight. Right? Devin Haney would show up 
to watch that fight. You got a bunch of guys at 140 who would show up to watch that fight. Folks, the possibilities are endless. The lightweight division right now is on fire. You hope Haney Loma maintains the pace. So let's hope. Let's hope people think this through. I want Shakur Stevenson's crowd to look at that Mario Barrios film and ask themselves, hey, what happens if I bring a back foot to a fight against Gervonta Davis with my offensive skills, my ability to hit guys on the way in? By the way, that's the fight I thought Jose Pedraza was going to bring against Gervonta Davis when Davis won the title, right? I believe that fight is out there. Let's just say, if Mario Barrios was a little bit deeper in his skill set and what he wanted to do, what he should have done when Floyd was talking to Gervonta Davis saying, hey, what are you doing? What he should have done is then said, okay, there's some desperation over there in that corner. Let me get on my back foot. This guy's going to try to charge at me. Let me hit him with some stiff jabs. Let me be prepared when he gets in the pocket to clinch him. To defuse him. To reset the dynamic so when the referee breaks us, I have my space back, and as he comes forward, I can hit him with two, three jabs. Worse yet, I can hit him with the kind of left hand that Stevenson hit his last opponent with that dropped the opponent. I like Stevenson over Davis. I'm going to have to think this through a little bit more to come up with a hedge. Right? But just understand, Ryan Garcia, by being macho, by continually crashing the pocket, by being front foot heavy, by thinking of only one outcome, knockout, and by overloading his left hook, his Sunday punch, made it easy on Davis, right? This is like blitzing Lamar Jackson. That's how I see it. Let me hear from you. The real action for my videos really is in the comment section. It's in posters saying, hey, I disagree, or I agree, or I see this differently for these reasons. Let me hear from you. I look forward to your comments. Thanks for stopping by.